Hi everyone, Michelle Hoskin, uh, just uh, another instalment of the Power Planner podcast. Thank you to all of you guys who um, have subscribed and have shared the podcast with colleagues, friends, uh, even bosses and financial advisors and planners within the sector. So um, if there's a particular topic that you'd like me to speak about, uh, to share my opinions and my beliefs, then please just message me, let me know, and uh, I'd be more than happy to cover it. So today's podcast has been inspired by a email that I received last week and um, there was a, a young girl aspiring to be a power planner. She was currently in a technical administration role uh, in her firm, although she was actually called a power planner, but quite frankly was not. And she messaged and reached out to us to say that she was keen, she'd read articles that I'd written and she was keen to develop herself as a power planner. And I, on the initial uh, conversation, explained to her that there was obviously two parts to being a power planner. In fact, there's more than two parts, but we'll focus on two parts. One of them is their and her academic development, and the other is her personal and professional development. Now, I've, I've, I've combined personal and professional development in this, in this podcast. Um, I would normally split them, but I've just focused on the one and I've combined them because um, I think they're very interlinked for the purpose of what I'm going to talk about. So what, we are, um, what happened was she, we chatted through where she was academically, uh, as I believe that this is the foundation of, uh, of growth in terms of being a power planner. So uh, we chatted about where she was and she completed a training needs analysis, which comes as part of the power planner standard as an appendices. And she completed it and submitted it over to us. And it was clear that she had gaps across the breadth of the whole role, uh, not just academically, but from time management perspective, from uh, her accuracy, her objectivity, her ability to present recommendations to financial planners and the advisors that she worked for, team, work, team working, the whole thing, there was, there, was, there was gaps. So as I explained to her, we went back to her and said, the first thing is, and the foundation of what you're doing is you need to focus on and start with your academic. So this is the sort of level one, as we call it. And um, this, what, what I'm referring to and what I'm talking you through is effectively uh, an appendices that we actually put into the Power Planner Standard and is one of um, our key concepts of Standards International uh, is the new standard of professional excellence. And I'll, and I'll explain as I kind of work, through, work you through this story. So she embarked on, um, she made some contacts. We, we introduced her to a number of sources uh, that could help with um, her academic development and, um, and technical knowledge. And um, she, her, she was introduced to them. And effectively what happened was she decided to embark on a journey with them. And within a couple of days of this, she'd emailed back and said, yes, great, I'm on, um, I'm on, I'm on, you know, I'm on their course. And she cancelled her membership to our academy um, for the Power Planner Standard. And, you know, at the, at the time, I was like, oh, God, oh God, we've now got to, obviously, she didn't get it. I need to go back and explain. And I just thought, you know what, this is, this is, this is quite boring. It's, it's a bore, actually, because I kept finding myself explaining that, um, what I'm going to explain to you. And that is that your academic knowledge is the basis on which you become a professional power planner. It isn't what makes you a professional power planner. So let me explain. So the first entry point, the first level is your academic technical knowledge, which is gained through 
examination bodies, awarding bodies, and in the UK we have several and overseas there are several. And what you've actually got effectively is, is like a school. Think about as a school, a high school, an academic um, body that shares with you technical knowledge about the sector, whether it be pensions, investments, personal taxation, uh, life insurance, mortgages, um, there's oodles of it. Obviously, this is your technical knowledge. It's, it's basically learning the math, if you like. It's learning the technical knowledge. Um, then what you've got, an element of that learning and development with those institutions and organisations is they kind of, to a degree, help you understand how to apply it. And they do that through case studies, through uh, your revision guides, through even some of the workshops that they deliver um, and provide you, which often come at an extra cost. But effectively, it's so that you can apply your technical knowledge. Level one. And to prove this point, uh, and to prove my point, I've said many times that I could personally go and sit all of those exams. And with the right level of technical knowledge, I would pass them. With the right amount of study time, you would hope that I would pass them. But that does not give me the ability in any way, shape or form to walk into a financial advisory practice and be a power planner. None at all. Like my daughter with, with enough intellect or anybody could sit and study for those exams, hopefully pass them, it wouldn't make them the role that they're in. And you could effectively be the highest qualified and technically competent individual it still wouldn't make you a power planner. So after level one of the, of the new standard of professional excellence, you move into level two. And this is where you would engage with third party training. This would be where you would engage with all the training providers. You would get input from, from colleagues, from people also on that programme, on that course. Um, it would be people who had maybe more experience. You'd get objective input. You'd get individuals, maybe the trainer um, or another that shares their knowledge and experience in applying that technical knowledge. So this is third party training, quite essential in actual fact. And everybody in any development role being a power planner needs to have some third party training. And effectively, my recommendation is that, it, that this bit does not come from the employer. This, this comes a little bit later. But ultimately, it's third party training that is um, you're sharing and collaborating with other learners. It's quite essential. Because what that does is it gives you a different perspective on your technical knowledge. Oh, okay, I didn't realise, yeah, that might work, actually. I never thought about it that way. This is the sort of dialogue that you'll end up having with yourself when you're engaging in third-party training. And third-party training, effectively, is, is ongoing. You know, I'm, I'm engaging in third-party training in my areas of expertise all the time. So it's quite a key part of the learning journey. Then what you've got is you've got in-the-role slash employer training. And this is where, in real life, you are encouraged and supported and developed to apply your knowledge and gain additional knowledge in the areas of your role. So that might be, for example, okay, you understand about how to put a financial plan together. You've learned the technical knowledge of what goes in it. You've learned the technical knowledge of how to seek the information to put into it. You've been on some third party training to see what other variances of a financial plan exist, how different people apply their knowledge to put the financial plan together, for example. 
What the in-house employer in role training does and experience is it teaches you how it's done here, how the firm, the planners, the other team members, how we do it in the firm. And that's where the in-role training comes. And again, this is constant. What you've then got after that point is you have an opportunity to seek support to really pack out your learning to date. So you've got technical knowledge, you've had third party input, you've had in the role training, all three essential building blocks to your learning journey. What you've then got though is the other stuff. You have got um, learning and training around ethics, behaviours, key attributes of the role, accuracy, curiosity, responsiveness, objection handling, soft skills, time management, task management, ability to work in teams, the ability to be, uh, you know, to take control of a situation, just all of these things which ultimately are the multiple cherries on your cake. So there is nobody in financial services that one, has the ability to train in those areas effectively. And quite frankly, the reason for that is because they don't know what they're training against because they don't know what best practice looks like. And effectively, that is what the paraplanner standard is. It is the ultimate best version of a paraplanner in a guideline, in a framework. And if you as a paraplanner work towards meeting and even exceeding the requirements that are in that paraplanner standard, utilizing the stepping stones of your technical knowledge, third party training, in the role training. And then of course there's membership to our academy. We have put together a number of videos, podcasts, toolkits, all of which are there to support your learning and be your learning in the other elements that nobody else trains you in. Academic knowledge does not define you as a paraplanner. It is simply a building block towards achieving your new standard of professional excellence. And the reason that I wanted to put this paraplanner this para podcast together, particularly this episode, is because we are, as a, as a sector, becoming incorrectly obsessed with the fact that if I have X level of academic knowledge, I must be the best power planner. And effectively, that's totally incorrect. Employers, firms, planners, advisors are telling us regularly that they're really smart, they've got the knowledge, but they don't have the skills to apply their knowledge. They don't have the common sense to be able to do the job. They don't have the team player skills. These are all skills that ultimately, you know, as you're listening to this podcast, is what makes you you. They are not, you are not defined by your technical knowledge. So the paraplanner standard is not an alternative to technical knowledge. It is actually the ultimate benchmark in which you as a paraplanner should aspire to meeting, whether it be in the UK, in the States, in Australia, in New Zealand, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you are striving and need to strive for that highest level of professional excellence. And I know you can do it. So the, the new standard is ultimately where the future is moving in the sector. You are not defined by your technical knowledge, you're defined by all of your other set of skills, which ultimately will make you awesome. So don't dismiss other learning, make sure that you have a training and development plan, which fundamentally is your roadmap to continual professional development, personal development, technical development, all of these elements that make up this learning journey towards professional excellence. So I hope this has been helpful. I, you know, I have a huge amount of 
of ideas, uh, thoughts about the development of the sector. So please, please, you know, if there's a topic you want me to cover in this podcast, it would be my absolute pleasure to do that. Uh, I know what I know and I feel how I feel about this role and globally uh, I can see a huge, huge shift on the horizon uh, and there's going to be this emergence of this superpower, but only if and only if we get this right in terms of this academic knowledge is not the be all and end all of who we are. And you can ask any professional financial planner, financial advisor and business owner and ask them to list down the qualities that they wish they had in all of their power planning team. And I would bet my life that the list they gave you is what's in that power planner standard. And that is what will single handedly change the professional face of the power planning profession and community globally. It's been my pleasure to share my time with you as always, short and sweet. Um, you know, just think think on what I've said, think about how my position, what my position is, and just think about, you know, give it a bit of time to just let it sink in, but you are not defined by your technical knowledge.